subscribe and rate it. Five stars. Echo Super Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you're so picky. Different shoes. She's wearing clogs. Clogs. Well, if, if she's in like her Dutch dan- dancing and stuff, you got to let her be that way, man. That's the way it is. I hope it's okay. I hope she is doing Dutch dancing, by the way. She does satanic clog dancing. Is there any other kind? Remember that, remember that uh, Tenacious D episode? No. Where KG falls in love with that girl because she's a has a spinal piercings and she's in a satanic Satan and clog dancing. No. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I've missed a lot in my life, Bobo. I, can, I don't know how I've gotten to this point without knowing some of these things. How are you doing, by the way, Bob? Is everything good? I got a sore throat. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. Good. How'd you get that? Mold. Mold? Oh, that's right. right. You had a big move. You had a big move this week, didn't you? Or you sold at the house. No, we're, we're back here now. You're back there? We cleaned it for like couple days straight we got purifiers and treated all the stuff and so we're gonna stick around we got we got a new place in six weeks in six weeks is it gonna be down in the bay area probably oh wow it's a big move we'll see we're, we're we'll know for sure next week well you know that, that that's uh good and bad i would say like everything else uh, but the good part that i see is that um if you are actually in marin county or thereabouts you know as you mentioned in that text to us um, last week um if you are actually down there you'll be probably the only bigfooter listening down there um there's not a lot of bigfooters that are doing anything in marin or sonoma county and they can't be too far away from there, right? You probably heard some stuff from Sonoma, at least. Sonoma's got them, yeah, for sure. Sonoma's definitely got them. Not a lot, but they're there. They got them. Uh, Cow Mountain's got a long history report. Like I've gotten a lot out of there. Cow Mountain. I've never even heard of that. Where is that? It's like Guerneville or somewhere. It's like um, going like north, like where the twenty meets the one hundred one. If you went northeast out of there, interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll have that whole place to yourself because I don't think anyone's really doing anything down there. There's probably some people who are I, – actually, I know there are people who are interested in Bigfoot down there who are interested in Bigfoot. But, like, does anybody get out or take reports or solicit anything? I mean, I, I think Marin's a waste of time. There's a few things up in Napa. I heard something from Annadale not that long ago. That's outside of Santa Rosa. Yeah, yeah, Santa Rosa. You got to go north of Santa Rosa. It seems like you really get stuff going. Well, you know, for our listeners out there, um, assuming there are any, if you happen to know of any activity in Sonoma County, email the um, podcast about it. Um, Sonoma County, California, by the way. Um, email the podcast about it, and we've we've got a, an excellent researcher who's going to be living down there pretty soon. Who's that? B-O-B-O. And Bobo was his name. Oh, you need a theme song. Well, gosh, man, on, on my side, museum's slow. But yeah, so museum's been really slow, but uh, we did get... Um, our, we finally got our a, our chainsaw Bigfoot carving delivered. Pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. We we brought the guy. His name's Mike. He owns Pearson's Carving, carving like chainsaw carving down in uh, Oregon City on Highway 99. He did it for us. I invited him to the shop and I said, "Hey, man, here's Murphy. Here's our uh, Bigfoot replica. That's your job. Do one of those for me." And he did a pretty good job, man. Better than I can ever done. That's for sure. It wasn't very good. It looked nothing like a chainsaw. Nothing like a chainsaw, so it's terrible. What a horrible chainsaw carving that is! It looks like a Bigfoot. No, but actually, we yeah, we got my neighbor his uh, track hoe out there. We moved the thing, and yeah, it was it was kind of a big day. Other than that, let's see. Uh, Darren Nash was in town, friend of the podcast and Bigfoot skeptic. Um, although he's pretty open, man. I, he, we had him at the house one day um, for dinner. We had him at the um, invited he and Nico and his and Nico's wife Haley over to the house for dinner. Um, brought him downstairs and we went through casts for about an hour and a half. Didn't even, we got through maybe half of the casts. And cause I asked him like, well, what do you want to see? And he said, Oh, show me the Bossberg prints. Show me this or that print. You know, he, he knew, you know, enough. He's a well-educated skeptic, which I appreciate. Um, and then I started showing him stuff that he never heard of. Um, and I, th- I think he found a fair amount of that stuff. Pretty impressive. So he's not as ignorant as he was when he got there. Well, well, you know, um, we, we showed him a few things. That's for sure. Um, 
and I, I I will say, you know, he's he's skeptical, and he should be with all the nonsense out there in the Bigfoot community. I mean, I'm skeptical at the end of the day, right? Um, not of the Sasquatch's existence, of course, but um, of evidence that comes in. But um, he's really open to it, and, and he's it, it's as much from uh, an academic of his caliber that anyone could ever ask. What's his background credentials? He's like a paleontologist. He has some sort of PhD. His real, his re, he's a zoologist of some sort. Um, he organizes that giant conference in the UK called Tet Zoo or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it is because I'm not a dino nerd. But um, Nico, um, Nico uh, um, is my employee. Yeah, but he's a dinosaur guy. He's a total dinosaur guy. And when he he heard that you and I had Darren on the show, he goes, "What? You know Darren?" Um, I go, yeah, I know Darren. And, and so I kind of connected the two, which is uh, great for Nico. And I think that Darren got a lot out of it too. He was on our, this podcast. Yeah. You and I talked to him. I don't think I talked to him. Well, maybe you didn't, maybe it was just me. It's one of those times you were out of town or something, but yeah, you should go back and listen to it. He's real. he's a well-informed skeptic. He did write a book, a skeptical book on cryptozoology. And he, you know, he went out, you know, brought up marks and all the normal things that skeptics like to point to. Um, but you know, he does do an excellent job on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter, Darren Nash. Um, he does really good deep dives on really interesting subjects, not just dinosaurs, but cryptozoology. He's very interested in what he calls mystery animals. Um, keeps a very open mind, but like any PhD academic sort of dude, is understandably skeptical. But Nico and I took him out to Easter Island, our Bigfoot spot, where we've pulled various footprints and stuff over the years. We heard weird stuff. Uh, we, we walked in, we, we were looking for footprints. We didn't really find anything. We found one thing that could have been something, but it's just too ambiguous. Wasn't going to say yes, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then at the end of our walk about, well, about halfway through our walk, really about a mile or so in, cause that's all the far we need to go at this point. Um, a mile or so in, we stopped, we did a, like a couple, Hey, Hey, like yells like that kind of just to like announce that somebody is in the area. And we got between there and when we got in the car, we heard three different noises that um, none of us could explain, which I thought was pretty cool. Can't say as a Bigfoot, but you know, Darren is an expert in all sorts of things. Bird, he knows more about the North American birds than I do, because um, that's his gig, right? We heard um, what sounded like a teenage boy yelling at one point, like two little hey, hey like that and he said well, did you hear that yeah of course i heard that did you and we both thought it was a, a it sounded like a teenage boy yelling in the woods um about halfway back to the car from a different direction or what i what i perceive as a different direction it's hard to tell when you're actually walking around in the woods we heard a uh, a, a scream like a ah! like that from a pretty good distance off and right when we got back to the car from the valley we just walked out of we heard a pretty decent tree knock. There could be no one down there, right? No, 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 not where we were. Um, and the weather was crappy and the whole nine, man. Um, so you know, I, I would say, I mean, nothing you can take to the bank. Nothing I would say, that's absolutely a Sasquatch, Darren. You heard one. But three maybes, and you know how moneymaker math goes. You know, three maybes equals a probably. I like that math. He put something on Twitter about it. You can look at Darren Nash's uh, Twitter feed, and he said, did we hear anything strange or unusual or whatever he said? He goes, yes, we did. Um, yeah, he acknowledges. He's like, yeah, I heard some stuff that I don't know what it was. Yeah, I got out three nights with Bart after uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was, we had a good time. No, nothing. We didn't have one thing. We drove up Bald Hills. We just drove back and forth, and he sat. He sits up. It was like 37 degrees, and Bart sits up in the back in a beach chair, like a, a picnic chair <laughs> in the bed of the truck. And therms, it just it's freezing, dude. And he's just like we're just driving along. So it's like six, seven hours out there. Just he's got he's got carpal tunnel and arthritis in his right hand now from holding the therm all the time. <laughs> Bart is a much younger man than his age uh, leads on. Yeah, because yeah, well, that's something you and I have done similar things. I mean, remember the night on the Smith River, those seven hours that we did that same sort of thing, yeah, and just Bart's still in it, man. Yeah, it messed my eyes up, Thurman. All that Thurman messed up my eyes for sure. Really? It's like Renee. <laughs> hey, my birthday was this week, you know. It's this month. Uh, this month. My birthday is this month. Your birth month. My birth month, yeah. 52. Not bad. I don't look a day day older than 58. You're a good-looking Lauren Coleman. Thank you. I'd like to think I'm equally as good-looking as Lauren Coleman. So, I don't know. Beyond that, oh, CryptidCon. That was a lot of fun. 
Sorry, I had to miss CryptidCon. All the, all the, I was telling, um, I was telling somebody just a little while ago that the bad thing, there, if there's any bad thing about CryptidCon in Kentucky, this wonderful event that's put on by Creepy People Management, there's nothing bad about it. It's awesome. Well, yeah, the only bad thing about it is that so many good people go. You can't spend enough time with any one of them. That's true. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, all the Mountain Monster guys were there, and they're a hoot. Oh. Um, they're great. Seth Breedlove and his whole uh, pack of folks were out there. Did Mark Marcel get to hang out with the Mountain Monsters? Oh, yeah. Mark Marcel was there, and he was on fire all weekend. He lost his phone. He lost his credit cards. He didn't didn't care about either one. They say, dude, you lost your phone. What's that? So I, I'll just get another. Don't worry about it. So where's your phone? What? Where? Let's call it. So oh, if you want to. Dude, it's your phone. Everybody else would like be freaking out if they lost their phone, but he just didn't care at all. And he's walking away, and I, it's like, dude, like, he, like one of your socks is black, the other one's blue. You're just matching them by thickness now. That's understandable. How do that? Yeah, you know, Mark is one of those people that I really understand the idea that, like, culturally and ethnically, he's a muppet. He's a total muppet, man. He, he what a great guy. Just love the guy. Got to fly out there with him and back with him. Melissa came out too, so as my wife was there, it was just fan. A really great trip. A really great trip. And one of the people who was out there actually is our guest today. It seems that we should probably get into him at some point. Um, you know, one last thing before we jump in with Tim is that we want to remind our audience out there that you could really help the podcast a lot by filling out a survey. Uh, there's a survey about other podcasts you listen to and stuff. And it's basically, you know, helping us serve you better, I sent essentially is what it comes down to. It took me seven minutes. Seven minutes, exactly. So, you know, one or two, three questions a page sort of thing. What other podcasts you listen to and how many times a week and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's some sort of marketing deal, but it helps the podcast quite a bit by making sure that you're not listening to garbage you don't care about um, when those ad breaks come on or those trailers or all that, all that sort of stuff. All the extra things that our podcast network is kind enough to put in, um, those things are will be targeted essentially to you. So you're not listening to a bunch of crap you don't care about. Yeah, yeah. and that helps us a lot. It helps us a lot. Yeah, but if you want to, if you would be kind enough to take that uh, survey for us, that'd be fantastic. And um, you can either click on the link in the show notes, or you can go to bigfootandbeyondpodcast.com. and it's right there on the landing page, right the the the, the home page for bigfootandbeyondpodcast.com. Towards the bottom it says "Take the survey." Click the link. That's how I got there. I figured it out. You certainly can too. If you do like us, this really makes a big difference, folks. We say it all the time. Like, please rate and review, but. If you, if you like the show, go click five stars, especially with Apple Podcasts. You can leave notes and just say, oh, I love this show, you know, whatever. It's just one or two sentences, five stars. It'll help other shows, I mean, other listeners find our show and uh, help grow the show, which we'd appreciate. You can help people find the podcast and help grow our audience uh, by taking the survey and by giving us reviews and stuff. It really does help a lot. Yeah, so our, our guest today on Bigfoot and Beyond, um, my fellow Squatch Gateers, is uh, Tim Halloran, who is the um, author of a fairly new book. It's only been out a couple months called The Bigfoot Influencers. It's available through Hangar One Publishing. And um, I guess there's going to be a volume two coming, but we'll get into that in a minute. So why don't, why don't we uh, welcome in Tim Halloran? Tim, welcome to Bigfoot and Beyond. I'm so glad you can come on with us. Gentlemen, good day to both of you. Thank you for having me on the, the show. Hey, Tim. I read your. I got that digital copy. I read it uh, yesterday, and I was fired up. What got you fired up, Bobo? Les Stroud. Oh, Les Stroud got you fired up in there. That guy's talked smack to me for years, dude. Hasn't met you though. I know. Well, I understand. Yeah, he 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 wasn't very kind to you, but I think that it's just a matter of meeting you because he met me. Like I've hung out with him a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know him well or anything. I don't know if I can call him a friend, but um, I, I know him. If he met you, he would like you more, I think, is a thing. He's never met you, and he doesn't understand that, that – because he – Les doesn't understand because he was the producer and editor of his show. We had a bunch of like like, like uh, producers who were like 23 in, in L.A. who think they know everything cutting our show. No, I know. Yeah, so, I mean, to forgive the guy. Just get, let, him, let him have the chance of meeting you. Look what you've done, Tim. You've made Bobo upset, man. He's fired up. <laughs> Yeah, so, so Tim, uh, explain yourself. Why did you try to get Bobo fired up like this? Yeah, it's all your fault, Tim. Well, you know, Bobo, if you would have answered the phone, you know, last week when you, we were, Mark Marcel and I tried to call you, you probably would have been able to calm you down. But that was like at three in the morning or something, right? After like a couple 12 facts? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know me well enough, Tim. My, my biggest issue with the Bigfoot community is that we're always talking about each other. 
right? Instead of the animals themselves. I think the focus should be on Sasquatches. But here, but you wrote a book called The Bigfoot Influencers about the people. What was the genesis and what do you think came out of this? Yeah, so actually I did the opposite of what you're, you're trying to do, right? <laughs> uh, so, you know, my goal was, you know, it started... I want to say it was a personal quest, and 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 the two of you may be partially responsible because the very first conference I attended, I met the two of you, and so you made the first impact on me. I think because you contacted me about that, right? Yes, I did. I, I think when you said it was Bigfoot influencers, I was like, God, I hate like I just hate like the whole thing about like talking about Bigfoot people and not Bigfoot. Like I, I don't care about the people, but uh, but after I read the book, I'm like, this is a good book, and it really it. It does play a part. It is part of Bigfoot research because it gives you, it gives you a more complete picture of who's giving you the news. You know, like what their background is, what their biases or opinions are. And yeah, it's like like what filter the information is running through. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and thank you, Bob. Yeah, that was my goal. You know, it was a personal quest. I, I guess I, um, you know, you read books and you, you know, now in the day, you know, today we can listen to podcasts and watch, you see, watch documentaries. And, you know, I would listen to your podcast and I'd hear somebody that I didn't know who they were because I was kind of getting, I was new to the subject. And I said, wow, who's that? So then I just had an idea. I said, wouldn't it be great to, uh, you know, if you're a, a new enthusiast or a seasoned enthusiast or another researcher to, uh, to give them a place. Of course, there's going to be multiple volumes because you can't get everyone in one book. Give them a place to see who who's out there and who's doing what, and you may and and part of the concept of the book is to to give a little bit of a personal background on each individual, so you get to know the person. Because you know what, we're all people at the end of the day. You guys just aren't you know in the Bigfoot. There's a gazillion other things you do outside of that. Um, so you know, I, I wanted to blend in a few personal questions. And just, uh, you know, for the readers, you know, it just gives you the opportunity to, to, uh, to, you know, to see who's doing what. And it gives a kind of a foundation, I guess. I mean, I don't know if it's, it's that, that good of a, a word to use, but, you know, if it, I wanted a place again, as again, as a personal quest to say, where can I, I want to know who's doing what, because I want to know who to listen to. I want to see, and I tried to kept it, kept it unbiased. It's an interview style, uh, format. You know, I ask questions, uh, some some of the same questions to everybody and some individual ones that cater to them. And it's your words. Uh, Mr. Pruitt uh, gave me that advice in the beginning. He said, hey, if you're going to do this, um, you know, make sure everyone you talk to understands that you're going to ask them questions and they have they can l- review what how they answered it. And you're going to keep it in their words. You're not going to twist their words. So that's what I did. It's almost an inter- interview style book. So it was a lot of fun. So thank you. That was kind of one of the goals of our podcast when we started. Uh, that's exactly what we wanted to do is like introduce people that were new to Bigfoot or like people that were into Bigfoot because of finding Bigfoot. And that's why they were listening to our podcast. They were fans of the show, but not really Bigfoot knowledgeable. We wanted this show to kind of like highlight who the people are that you should listen to or read or pay attention to. Not, not every, We're not like the final word on it or anything like that, but just point people in the right direction or give them an idea who these people are. And so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, when you say that Mr. Pruitt gave you that idea, do you mean Matt Pruitt, our editor's father? No, Matt Pruitt, actually, yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, just Matt himself. Okay, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I get confused. I, yeah, I don't know Mr. Pruitt. All right, just checking. <laughs> so um, how, did you, uh, how did you choose the people that were included in the book? And, uh, well, you got to start with there. It's a one-part question. You know, in the beginning, I wasn't sure. You know, I said, how am I going to get... You know, I sat down with the publisher, which is Doug Hycheck and his team at Hangar One Publishing, uh, Alex and Blaine and Doug. Yeah, is that how Doug got a chapter in this, by the way? That's the only way he did, yeah, definitely. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, couldn't have done it, you know, I mean, again, it couldn't have done it without them. They're just wonderful, wonderful group there. And we, we looked at page count and we said, well, how many people do we think, how long do we want the chapters? You'll see there's a couple chapters that are longer than others. Uh, one one individual, uh, you know, that's present on this podcast with us, and then you know, he's his chapter might be a little longer than a few others, but uh, we want to keep the page counts a certain number. So we had to come up with a number of you know how many people can we get in. So there's a pro- approximately thirty uh, individuals in the book, and then I've got some other folks blended in that had played some other roles in it, but it gave me the opportunity to get some some more uh, folks in the book. Um, and then you know what is you know. It, you start down the list. I, you know, you, 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 I created a list. I thought it was going to be tough to get, you know, 30 people. Uh, my, then my list was about, you know, 75 or 80. 
you know, and then I just started, you know, some of it was just who was available, who wasn't available. Um, you know, like, like Bobo said, like you said, Bobo, I, you know, you and I did, tr- did connect a couple times on it. We just didn't get our schedules together to get it done. Wait, did you want me to type my own answers? So, so the, for- well, that's another question. So the way I formatted it, um, is, is I did it a couple different ways, depending on who I was talking to. I, I did have some generic questions that I, I thought the researchers, uh, or the individuals are not all researchers, the influencers would want to, to spend some time answering them. So I did have some, some answers, some questions that I did send off the, some core questions, but then I sat down with each, each individual and interviewed them also, uh, you know, via Skype or, or zoom or on the phone and which got interesting too at times. And then, uh, so it was a combination of it, Bobo. Stay tuned for more Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. We'll be right back after these messages. Some of the stuff is written, right? And some of the stuff is verbal. I mean, it clearly it was, right? Yeah, every single, every everyone spoke to me. Again, there was just a few coined questions I wanted. I, I thought that some of them were just easy ones. And just for uh, for time's sake, uh, I had had them, and then for the sake of just so they they might want to spend some time thinking about the answer before they just answer it off a whim verbally, you know. So so there was just a few coined coined ones that I put in, and then but the bulk of it was was an interview, uh, you know, verbal or Zoom type interview. Yeah, I remember that. You made you made it easy. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, and the tough thing was. What I learned, Cliff, was, you know, in the beginning, I started just, you know, old school. I looked at, okay, how do I, do I, do I have someone pay someone to transcribe the interviews? And that was expensive. So I, you know, a few of them, I started doing it just off of my ear, you know, so that would take hours and hours and hours. And then I found a, uh, a web-based uh, AI uh, transcription a service that does it pretty quick and you, you know, I, I send the audio in and then it spits it back out to me, you know, like 20 minutes or something. And then, then I go through and scrub it. So even though in, and that's, that's the tough thing is I can't tell you how many times I probably edited your chapter, uh, you know, 10 times. So you basically chose these people for the books based on who you would want to get. And then the second tier was who's actually available. Correct. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I wanted to blend it, you know, with, um, individuals that, you know, had, his, have, you know, and number one, it's, it's everyone who's, who's, who's currently still with us today. Um, so there isn't any past researchers and it might, maybe I can put, you know, put something in, in one of the future ones. And I'd like to do that. You should totally try to interview some dead researchers. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It'd be an You're easy right. chapter to it'd be a super easy chapter to transcribe. <laughs> yeah. They won't talk back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I know some psychics, they, they claim they can do it. Oh, there you go. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, maybe that's like volume six, the psychic speak. <laughs> this probably isn't your normal podcast interview. I'd like to think it isn't, by the way. So No, well, you know, it's fun. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and happy belated birthday, Cliff, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm 87. Who surprised you the most? Like, like, uh. When you interviewed him, like you maybe had a concept of them going in, and then you're just like, "Well, this guy just blew a woman, blew me away." Uh, you know, Daryl Collier was pretty. Fa- I mean, I knew Daryl previously a little bit, and but he was pretty fascinating. They're, they, they're, it's tough to put one that really blew me away. Everyone's heard, you know, Jeff Meldrum's in the book, obviously. Um, everyone's heard Jeff, but Jeff, you always learn something new. Oh, you know what blew me away? Maybe the the the, the story that blew me away. Uh, Bobo is is Bob and Kathy Strain their their sighting that they had in Area X uh, when they were it was Bob and Kathy and two other individuals to, uh, that were researching down there and they had a daytime sighting of two two in the, two um, Sasquatches um, uh, one you know one was approximately six foot tall and one was maybe four foot tall and they and all four of them saw it and chased it up up the ridge that might've been that, you know, that, that one. And, and again, Daryl had some, some pretty amazing things too, that he mentioned as well. Well, of course, all these are members of the NAWAC. It's one of the the only groups out there on a regular basis doing really good work. I mean, there's a lot of people, don't get me wrong. A lot of people go to the woods and a lot of people have the regular day jobs and like time is unavailable. It's not a, 
uh, it's, it's not a judgment call that people aren't doing anything. But as far as people who are doing something, man, the NAWAC really stands out. And it's because it's a team effort and they divvy up the time equally or the, the best they can amongst them. And uh, they do they certainly put in the hours. And uh, Kathy and Bob, even though they live in California, they do go out to Area X out in Oklahoma a fair amount. So um, I'm so pleased that they had a chance to actually put eyes on one. And of course, Bob and Kathy have both been guests on pod on this podcast, so you can go back to previous episodes and check them out and hear it from their mouths about what they saw. So, as well as some of the, the of the members of the NAWAC, you know, Mike Mays and Paul Bowman have been on your podcast, and and I mean, I could almost do a whole book just on that group down there. And you know, similar to the Olympic Project, you know, there's just uh, you know, there's uh, you know, there's just a ton of them down there that are doing pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Who now? Who did you try to get that you could not get a hold of besides Bobo? Let's see. So uh, Matt Moneymaker. Oh yeah, I was wondering what happened to Moneymaker. He needs to be on there for sure. He was. He was. I think he was in the process of uh, doing. He had a couple other things going on. He's he's committed to being booked too. Uh, and so now he, you have to, Matt, because I just called you out on 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 the podcast. Who? Oh, Don Keating. Super. You know, Don. Don. Ton of respect for Don Keating, and and he just he didn't have time. You know. Uh, you know, Don and I've had a lot, uh, some really good conversations, Charlie Raymond, same thing, you know? Um, so there's a few and, and there, there's, there's a, you know, I think there's an individual that I can't name that decided that's, that's, does didn't want to be involved in, in the subject anymore. So. You know, you know who I was surprised you got was Rick Knoll. Yeah. That's a score. That is, yeah. And that's thank, thank, thank you to Mr. Doug Hycheck for that. I mean, again, being, having Doug involved, uh, you know, it, it just opened so many doors, uh, also. Uh, because, you know, one of the things is, and I wanted, if I was going to do this, I mean, no one knows who I was or who I am. Maybe now they do a little bit, but they may say, who's this guy? Why are we going to do his book? But so I, I, I wanted to make sure I represented it well. And I, and, and Doug was, Doug and I were friends and he was willing to, and I, you know, I knew some of you guys in, in, in the, who were involved in the subject, having Doug and his team involved, just help me help give it, give it a good base for me. And and make sure I was doing it right. So so Doug Doug opened a ton of doors for me too. So yeah, Rick Noel he he said you gotta you gotta call Rick or email him. We went back and forth a couple different ways. And yeah, Rick was great. Yeah, because most people don't know who he is, but he's a he was a big influence on me for sure. I mean that guy. He's a, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get him on this show too. I've, I've been lagging on getting a hold of him, but yeah, he 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 was a big part of it. I mean, you did a good job. You, you uncovered people that a lot of people like knew like. Since Funny Bigfoot got big, like that's where a lot of people got into it. It's there's the people that were really big names 10, 20, 30 years before that. That the people that uh, the general public knows now through Bigfooting were influenced by the people you, that you wrote about like heavily. So it, it, was, it was cool to see them get a, uh, their acknowledgement and do. Yeah, I, I thought so too, Bobo. And 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 I think and there's, again, there's a bunch. I a bunch. I wish I got in there. There's so many people. And Cliff and I, we we've talked. We talked about some of them recently. It just there's just so many I could I could only get so many in the book and so so I'm, I'm hoping you know volume two uh, I'll get another group in and there's got to have to be a volume three I think just because I can't get I just can't get everyone in volume two and and it's just it's 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 a blend of of there's a lot of historical uh, people who had historical impact that still may be researching but they're just not in the public eye. Uh, again, like a Rick Knoll, who's um, who's um, still out there doing his thing, but you don't hear about Rick. But Rick was—I mean, he was involved with with the early researchers heavily. You know, he ran around. He had these guys. You know, they were calling him. Uh, you know, Dr. Grover Krantz and Peter Byrne. They were running him around doing all kinds of things. So, so Rick's a pretty cool, cool guy. So, yeah, I'm glad to get some of the, some of that. And when you hear from some of the other researchers or influencers that have been around a while and, and some of them they're like oh wow i didn't know this person who what they did so a really cool story is i was uh, chatting with tom steenberg and on his podcast and and he he wasn't you know he wasn't sure he didn't know all the things that amy boo was doing because well who's what's amy boo do and so the next podcast he had her on there so it's just pretty cool to open up to to get to shed some light so thomas was super excited for the things that she was doing but didn't really ever have a ton of information about her prior. So I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, that was good. I, I didn't know a, lot, a whole lot about her. And she's, I've met her and she's very nice. And it's not, I didn't know that she was to that level. I think that she's, yeah, I was really impressed. 
Yeah, she just put that put that group together. That's just really neat, you know. For for the audience, uh, Amy Boo has a uh, her and, and and Shane and Shane Corson and Chris Spencer. I think they they helped as well. Uh, she's got a a um, group. It's called Project Zoo Book, and I'm sure Amy won't mind me, me speaking on this. She Amy was just recently in the Wall Street Journal uh, discussing this as well, and. Project Zoo Book, uh, basically, they have there's biweekly Zoom calls, and it was designed for uh, individuals that are scientists or primatologists, zoologists, uh, individuals that are interested in the subject of Bigfoot, although cannot or are not willing to go public with it. So it gives them a forum to discuss the subject in a private manner. So nobody knows who you are. You know, it stays within that group. So they can get on a Zoom call, and and there's just usually a topic and a speaker every you know every I think it's once or twice a month, and they get to talk about it. And so it's kind of a cool thing. So that's 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 pretty pretty neat thing that that she's doing with that. Doug Heichek was telling me that um, Gareth Patterson was going to be a guest on one of those Project Zoo book things, and he was going to invite me to it. But God, I mean, I don't have time for another another Zoom call you know, in, in my life. I've got too many of these things already, but um, I would have liked to have uh, listened to what Gareth has been up to lately. Because Gareth is another guy who, of course, has been on our podcast before. He's that researcher in South Africa that has put eyes on um, the Otang, the the local word for the Sasquatch down there, a number of times while researching elephants. But um, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm looking down the list. I'm looking at the table of contents here. Um, of all the people, the only name that doesn't that I don't recognize out of all these people, and there's, I'm pleased to call nearly every one of these people friends. By the way, too, the only the only name I don't recognize is Carlos Jimenez. Right, he lives a half he lives an hour and a half from me, and I never even heard of him. Uh, so Carlos Jimenez, what what is what's up with Car- this? Is like the only guy I don't know. Tell me about him, please. Yeah, so so Carlos is is is, and that's one of those you know, which was which I was so thrilled to have him. He actually wrote the forward for the book too. Yeah, I noticed that actually. Yeah, Doug introduced me to Carlos. Carlos um, actually studied under Dr. Grover Krantz and uh, spent time with him uh, in his. Uh, in, I think he's in you know in his graduate program. And and did a ton of research and just learned learned about the subject underneath uh, Dr. Krantz, and and he's I know he traveled he did some cryptozoology traveling around the world, um, and then he had and, and I, I and Carlos forgive me if I I've misspoken because uh, not this isn't in the book I know he had something something that happened to him when he was traveling from but he I think he caught it caught something in one of the countries, and then he was out of it for a little while, so he was out of this out of the subjects. Um, maybe it could have been 10 years or so. And now he's back in it. He's, he's, he's filming a documentary now. Uh, and he's got, he's got a, um, you know, a, a YouTube and a, and a website and he's, he's out in the woods. He actually moves like similar to like what you guys have done or you, you know, he's, he moved to an area where he can get in the woods more and, uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. He's a scientist. And, and he, yeah, he definitely would encourage the readers to just check him out. His, his, he, you can look up Carl, uh, Chronicles of Carlos and he's, he's, he's done some interesting things, but yeah, he's got history, which is really neat. I mean, there's not many, you know, I think Chris Spencer didn't, uh, in, uh, Cliff and Bobo, didn't Chris Spencer, um, uh, study with under Dr. Grover Krantz as well? I don't know that. I don't know that. Okay, I I thought I heard him mention that on a pod, but maybe not. I could be mistaken. So sorry if I did. But yeah, so it's just just an interesting and and that's one of those names that people say, "Who's that?" And but yeah, definitely definitely cool things. Yeah, I've heard of. I mean, I, I knew about the, the guy that was interested. He went to study for his master's under uh, Doctor Krantz, and I, I knew about him, but I just didn't know his name. And then when I read your book, I was like, "Oh, that's that guy." And then I found out he lives an hour and a half from him. Like, I gotta get a hold of this dude. Yeah, definitely. And I think he went up, you know, he, 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 Dr. Krantz sent him up to speak about Gigantopithecus at, a, at one of the symposiums, uh, you know, early on. And, you know, it, it, and he, you know, he got to work with and, and you know, and, and meet, you know, the, you know, interesting thing is, is he's, he, he, you know, he, he met and stayed with, with, uh, um, John Green, and he he met he met a, a lot of the early researchers, and and the I think the only early researcher he hasn't met is the only one that's still alive is uh, Mr. Peter Burns. So that's just a little ironic. So hopefully he gets a chance to do that before you know before too long. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. I mean, Peter is in his upper nineties at this point. Still sharp though. Well, he may make it longer than us, but you know, he's a, he's only ninety seven. You know, he's only ninety seven. 
Exactly. And yeah, I'll be 97 next year, my next birthday. Yeah. So, um, you know, some of the unique things, I know you guys had just recently had Michael Freeman on your podcast. Um, you know, and Michael's, uh, some of the unique things in Michael's book with, you know, which uh, I'm looking at right now. I wrote a chapter for the thing and I haven't even seen it yet. So you got an advanced copy of it. You just got Michael in trouble on air, Cliff. Ah, no, it's cool, man. Because we're all friends with High Check. What's he going to do? Not publish it? I'm going to publish. I'm going to punish Michael Freeman by not not publish his book. No, it's ridiculous. No, well, well, Michael's going to be on our podcast, and I asked him if I could review the book before I got him on the podcast because I wanted him to due diligence for him uh, because now I think the book's ready to roll uh, and and to be shipped out now. So uh, he, he was kind enough to send me a copy to preview. preview. But th- similar to his book. I've got QR codes built into mine. Again, another Doug Highcheck idea. And what the QR codes do is the, the the readers can take their their mobile device. They can take the camera phone, their camera on their mobile device, click the QR code. And I've got a ton of bonus content built in, which is just really cool. There's there's articles, uh, there's color images, uh, there's audio from from the interviews I did that I added in there, so you could hear Dr. Jeff Meldrum, you know, speak about a couple things that while I was interviewing him. And then David Ellis was, uh, you know, David Ellis, for the, the the audience, I'm sure they do know who David Ellis is, but David Ellis is a part of the Olympic Project and has done a ton of different types of research, but he specializes in audio. And he's, David was kind enough to send me uh, images, color images of the spectrogram and, and the sounds that went with those exact images. So the readers can click the QR code and they can actually hear the sounds that he's studying that are, are you know, suspected you know, to be uh, Bigfoot related. And then they can see what it looks like on the spectrogram. So things like that. It's just some really, really cool things. And again, the book, it's a group effort. I mean, this group, without you guys, uh, you know, all the folks that are in the, that are in the book uh, helping out, uh, you know, it's a collective collective effort. effort. My, my name might be on the front cover, but it's, you know, the book's about about all the, the individuals in the book. And, and without the, the support and help from them, we couldn't, I couldn't have got all this information. So it's, it's, it's really just a fun and exciting thing, hopefully for the readers, because they can learn a lot about it. Well, without us, you'd only have a cover. And it's a damn good cover. Don't get me wrong. So it looks at the very bottom in the in the smallest print I could possibly read. It says um, "cover design by Doug Hycheck." Did he draw that? He didn't. I don't. He don't think he drew it. I have to ask Doug, but he created it. And the funny story about the cover is, if you guys want to hear how how the concept how it went from just a crazy idea I had uh, coming back from a conference to an actual book is, you know, I'm just again same thing as a personal quest. I said. I probably had listened to one of your podcasts or something. I said, oh, wow, that's Gareth Patterson. He's cool. I don't know. Who's that? I never heard of him before. And then I just said, wouldn't it be cool to have, a, you know, to, and I just, I said this earlier. So then, you know, I ran the idea by, by my wife, Dana, uh, who you guys know. And then uh, she said, hey, go for it. Why not? Just do it. You know, I've never written a book before. So first time uh, for me. And then I called, not Mr. Pruitt, I called Matt Pruitt, who's a friend of mine. Oh, his son, Mr. Pruitt's son, yes. <laughs> so I asked Matt about the idea. He said, hey, dude, no one's ever done this before. It's a great idea. Uh, this And gave me some advice, some really good advice. I, I mentioned that earlier, too, as well. Um, and then I reached out to Doug, because I knew Doug had was just kind of getting you know getting the publishing company going. And, and I knew... And so I called Doug, and we set some time up to talk. I said, "Hey, I'm thinking about a book. You have time to talk about it." And he's he's so the thing about Doug is he's so good with his time. I mean, I don't know how he does it. He I don't know if he sleeps ever, but it, but he's a man of his word. You know, if 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 he says if you reach out to him, whether it's email, text, Facebook message, call, he's going to respond to you. You know, it, it might not be the same day, but he gets back to you. So it's it's super awesome. And then he. Uh, so we ch- we're chatting, and he goes, hey, I love the idea. No one's ever done a book like this before. Here's what I'm going to do. He said, after you do the first book, and I'm like, wait a minute. I was just thinking about doing one book. He goes, no, you, you, you know, after you do all the volumes of this, then you can go on to uh, UFO influencers and paranormal influencers and cryptid influencers. I said, well, I'm just kind of interested in Bigfoot. But, <laughs> yeah, so, but anyway, he goes, I'm going to create a cover for you. And uh, once I create this cover – you're going to have to write the book because you're going to see it. And you're like, wow, oh, I got to write this book. So that's what happened. And within about three hours, he was asking me the title. I came up with the title. Uh, you know, I bounced a bunch of ideas around on the title. And he sent the cover over. And and, and it, it, we made a couple minor changes to the cover. 
but he sent, I got that cover within, you know, probably two or three hours from that conversation. And then I saw one from like zero to a hundred, you know, pretty quick, you know, so that's, that's the story of the cover, but I don't think he, I don't know if he hand drew it. Yeah. So, so Doug strong armed you in writing this book basically. Pretty much. Yeah. It's your fault too, Doug. <laughs> when I hear influencers, I get like a negative, I get like a negative impression, like oh, some like tool on the internet, just like look at me, look at me, you know. Yeah, some Instagram tool. I hold it, yeah, there's nothing worse in the world. Like the the Instagram influencers, uh, social media influencers, will be the downfall of society. There they are. Oh yeah, yeah, and we can see everything crumbling around us. Yeah. Yeah, I've caught slack for the title, of course. You know, I mean, I was, I, I I went through about you know ten different options, and but it and, is ac- it is accurate though. Those people, yeah, you know, an influencer is an influencer. It's um, you know, it's someone who's who's um, impacting the subject. You know, yeah, but yeah, but but like an influencer is about as appealing as an influenza, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. We'll be right back after these messages. So Bigfoot Influencers was the title you settled upon. What were some of the throwaway titles? I'm always interested in the stuff that didn't make it. You know, obviously, we know we can't call anyone experts. Um, let's see. Um, you put me on a spot here because I'm trying to think of what is what are the other ones. I'm trying to make this not your normal interview. Yeah, thank you, Cliff. Um, the... So, so I think one of them was seekers, like the, the either the Sasquatch seekers or the the Bigfoot seekers, or I can see why you turned that one down. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. Uh, there's there's a few. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I yeah, I can't even think of anything else, Cliff. I'm sorry, you put me on the spot. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I understand. If one pops up, just interrupt yourself. And I will. I'll, I'll stop in the middle of a different subject, and I'll just say, "There it is." <laughs> the Bigfoot befuddlers was that one. No, that wasn't it. No, well, come to me next time for your second volume. I will, yeah, I will, yeah. Bigfoot's Chosen Ones. There you go. Those in the right. <laughs> the Knowers, I think, may, nah, I don't think I, I chose one of those, but there, you guys, there might be a book here for the two of you. You guys, I'm giving you some title ideas. Yeah, I think I was the first person that I ever heard of refer to myself as a knower. It's probably true. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've heard anybody else. I, I had heard anybody else before you say that. So you might have uh, been responsible for that. I was thinking that when I was reading the book, I was like, God, what did I? What have I contributed? Not, nothing scientifically, I guess. Just a few catchphrases. <laughs> but they're snazzy, Bobes. They're snazzy, and if nothing else, you can say I'm snazzy as I'll get out. Speaking on behalf of the Bigfoot community, thank you, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> Next book, the next book, volume two, you say you have Moneymaker committed. Is there anybody else that has committed to being in it? Yeah, I haven't officially asked uh, my the next group yet because I know what's going to happen when I start asking them. I mean, I have unofficially. Like I was with uh, one one Cliff when we were in Ohio last year, you know, and I I was uh, I told Adam Davies, I said, Adam, you got to be the next book. He goes, okay. So it's some unofficial things like that. <laughs> uh, you got me. Bobes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobo, you have Moneymaker, you have Adam Davies. But here's my advice, Tim, and, and feel free to not take it. It would be the wise move. But don't accept anybody who asks to be in it. I had a bunch of those in the first book. Yep. Thank you. Great advice. Everybody, I'm like, the Bigfoot community is all about just clamoring to, like, please pay attention to me. No, it's just like, don't accept anybody who wants to be. Yeah, it's like the Groucho Marx thing, you know? It's like, I would never be a part of a club that would have me as a member. Like, follow that. Follow that rule. Um, don't invite, don't, don't have anybody in it who asks you. Because that's, that's the surest way not to get invited on our podcast. Yeah, that's that's our that's our rule. Yeah, if somebody wants to be on our podcast, they're probably not worth talking to. Well, I will say there's another person that's I think is going to be in the book, and she may have been uh, on the TV show with you. Who's that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no. Well, well, I'm, uh, Renee would do it, but you, you're probably going to ask Renee. I don't think Renee's knocking on your door to be in a Bigfoot book. You know, uh, she she you know I, she, she said she'd do it. Yeah, but that's different than like than writing you emails three or four times a week asking, you know. No, I, I did ask her when I saw her, and 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 I said I have to, I'd like to her to be in in the next one. So, 
Renee should be in it because she's played an important part in a lot of people's development as being being a Bigfooter, and she is a skeptical voice. Even though she's dead wrong, she's a skeptical voice, and that, that skepticism is important in this game because far too many people believe all sorts of nonsense. Um, you should be skeptical at everything that comes and crosses your desk. Um, yeah, I think she totally should be in a book. Yeah, so so Renee said that she's probably going to do it. We got Bobo, we got uh, Moneymaker, um, you got Adam Davies. Who else? Anybody? Uh, you, you know, uh, I don't know about Don Keating. Maybe I mean I've you know Don and I chatted about it. Uh, I think Charlie Raymond definitely. Uh, I, I like to get Charlie in the book. Um, but yeah, I've got a whole list. I've got a list of um, you know, I've got I've got a list longer than I can get in the next book. So which is a good thing. Um, so I just haven't officially reached out to uh, Mark Marcel. Oh yeah, for sure. Mark's Mark's the best, man. Yeah, and uh, so so it, that's the fun thing is is there's so many people out there doing interesting and impactful things that um, there's a plethora of um, of individuals I can talk to, and, and it's it's a lot of fun. All right, so Tim, um, after all this, after writing the book, after hearing all these different influencers giving their two cents. Now, what do you do about it? Do you, I mean, I know you're going to make make a new book, but does this inspire you? Does this make make you feel feel like getting out to the field? Does this make you uh, disgusted and throw your hands? What what does this do to you? Like like okay, you, you got a book. What's the bigger thing that can come from this besides another book? Do you hear the question I'm asking? I'm not saying it very well, but do you hear what I'm saying? I I think so. I mean, I mean, for me, uh, it, it was you know, a it was it was it was a personal um achievement just uh again i never wrote i had never written a book so it was it was it was like wow i wrote a book uh, but you know my hope is is that um it'll provide a service for um and, you know for for the readers and and they they'll they'll feel that it's good content um i don't want to make it about me and i just i just hope it's a, it's a good product that's been put out and, and people will read and say wow this is this is really well put together. This helps us identify, you know, some of the things that are going on, you know, in the, you know covering the Bigfoot phenomenon. I don't know if that answered your question. Well, as long as you think it did. <laughs> 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 I did. You know what I did? I did uh, get close to meet a lot of friends. I mean, you know, I knew some folks that are already in, involved in this, but there's, you know. You know, we we talk about the Bigfoot community, and um, you know, the there's a, a lot of you know negativity going on, and there there still is. Again, I've 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 caught some slack too from some individuals, but you know, I I can say everybody that participated in the book was super helpful, and and I think there's more, I think there's more communication with some of the, some of you that are are doing things out in the field than than people realize. I mean. You know, you collaborate with you know individuals like Tom Shea and obviously Jeff Meldrum and and things like that. So there is some collaboration going on out there. So it was refreshing to me to see that everybody that participated in the book was overly willing to help, excited to be part of it, uh, but not in a humble way, not because they wanted to make it about them. That's what I learned too. Is is I, I think everyone I talked to they. And Cliff, you said it better than maybe better than anyone else in the book is, you know, it, this is subject supposed to be about the animal, not not the people. Uh, and and I think the individuals that I you know that I talk to, you could tell that they're humble. You know, they don't want to. You know, they're here to try to solve the mystery. You know, at the end of the day, and it's not about it's not about you know look at me, look at me. So that was that was pretty that was cool and refreshing for me. That's interesting because I, I, um, going down the list, like all these people are just they're they're friends and people I trust and people who I go to for advice and information and sharing and stuff, and they're all focused on the animals, like what you said. You know, um, it's it's a very interesting perspective to have, um, and hopefully, hopefully, some uh, good seeds from the next generation pop up and stop pointing to themselves and start pointing to the animals and see what can come from that. You know, Amen. Yeah, definitely, definitely feel you there and agree there. Well, hey Tim, I th- I feel like this uh, interview is kind of clo- coming to a close here. Why don't we shut this one down? And if you can stick around a little bit afterwards, we'd like to have you on to our membership um, interview section here because we have a membership here at Bigfoot and Beyond. And if our listeners would like to be a member and get an extra, I don't know, what thirty to thirty-five to forty-five minutes of content a week, you can be a member as well. 
Um, go to Bigfoot and Beyond Podcast. All the information you need is going to be there. It's a Patreon thing. It costs five bucks a month. If you want to help support us, um, you can do that. So, Tim, are, are you okay sticking around a little bit longer? 100%. Okay, then um, we're going to put you on hold right now. And then uh, Bobo and I will shut down this podcast and we'll start out a new episode here um, for our members in a few minutes. And hopefully all of you guys and gals and others listening to us right now are going to uh, be members and you can check it out. So thanks so much, Tim, for coming on Bigfoot and Beyond. We really appreciate it. Everybody should get the Bigfoot influencers um, and read the first chapter because that's my chapter. I'm just kidding. I don't really care if you read mine or not, but read the Bigfoot influencers volume one by Tim Halloran. Um, Get it everywhere. Um, If you order it from the North American Bigfoot Center, I will sign my chapter and Tim has signed every one of the um, books that are in the shop. So you'll get my autograph as well as Tim's autograph. There you go. NorthAmericanBigfootCenter.com. Gentlemen, thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, very, very soon in the membership section. Hey, Tim, how can people follow you and see what you're doing and keep up on your next projects? Well, uh, I guess the first place people can go is uh, if you go to uh, thebigfitinfluencers.com. Uh, I've got links to uh, every the books. The, there's a link to the book in there. We also, uh, my wife, Dana, and I, we host a fun uh, a podcast called the Bigfoot Influencers Podcast. It's on the Untold Radio Network. Uh, so you can go to YouTube and go to the Untold Radio Network and like and subscribe. Uh, check us out. Uh, it also goes on all pl- podcast platforms, and everything's listed on the um, on the website again, uh, thebigfootinfluencers.com. If you go to social media, just type in Bigfoot Influencers. You'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, and and Facebook, and the web in general, of course, too. Correct. Do you have a YouTube channel? It's yes, it's under the Untold Radio Network. So so if you go to YouTube and look up, you know, you know the Untold Radio Network. You'll find our podcasts as well as Doug's podcasts, as well as there's about eight or nine of us in the group now, which is really unique. It's it's some of it's cryptid, some of it's Bigfoot, some of it's paranormal. Uh, Dr. Russ Jones and Brad Cannon have their own podcast called Wide Open Research. Uh, so there's a ton of cool content there, and we're, we're able to drop episodes every single day on YouTube and, and there. So if the audience goes there, uh, they can they can uh, take you know take a look and take a listen to us. Folks, take us home, man. Okay, folks, that was Tim Halloran. He wrote the book, The Bigfoot Influencers, Cliff's in it. I'm going to be in the second second volume. So check it out, and we're going to catch you all next week with another good guest. So until then, you all keep it squatchy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bigfoot and Beyond. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to Bigfoot and Beyond wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bigfoot and Beyond Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Bigfoot and Beyond, that's an N in the middle, and tweet us your thoughts and questions with the hashtag Bigfoot and Beyond. 